Book Interrupted Chronicles capture some of our favorite and funniest moments together from before we were all in the club. If you would like to know who felt clothing was optional at the theme park, or which member flipped the script on her birthday surprise, go to www.bookinterrupted.com unpublished to start your free trial to Unpublished, where our chronicles and inklings live. Trust us, you won't regret it. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. I feel somehow like like a whiff of shame for being a person that's expecting, oh, that's the bad guy. You know, maybe she would have died either way, but then she got to live some of her dreams in a way. Yeah, anyway, that's what I'm again, saying. Again, it's, it's tough. Lots of horrible things and tragedies happened in his life during this book. But that ending was like so satisfying for me. Because it was called Plucking. It was like, pluck you. They're used to all these teenage movies where they're like, oh, you're poor and now you're a loser. And his friends are just like, okay, do you want to drive home? Did a really great job at not following that weird formula that isn't real life. I still think that's kind of cool. A Y2K. Because, right? because you're a Y2K. <laughs> because we grew up in the last century. <laughs> Disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is with uh, And we're gonna talk it uh, out. On Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. During this band book cycle, we're reading The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexie. This book has been banned for profanity, sexual references, and allegations of sexual misconduct. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from October 1st to January 1st. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. And we're back on. We're off and we're going to talk I'm about not. the absolutely not. true diary of a part-time Indian. It's still You're sad. not on? It's on. Let's shut down again. Why don't you just use the Zoom? Because there's only there's three, only of, three us. of us. We can probably. Okay, I'll try one more time. And if it doesn't work, we'll use the Zoom. Okay. okay. And then Let's we'll talk about it. Absolutely True Diary for 10 seconds. <laughs> and then we'll start the next episode. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. Whatever. At These least... things happen. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. The interrupting of the book, in this case, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not working. It just closed again. <sighs> this is why it was really upsetting that that laptop got because I was finally being able to do it was so, so fast. fast. I was like, yeah. it was amazing. <laughs> but say lovey. Maybe say... Apple will sponsor us and get you a new one. That would be, nice. be great because every day you'd be like, I love this new Apple product. It's so fast. <laughs> I already love Apple, so. Don't shh, don't give it away I, for free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was an Apple uh, customer before they were cool. I couldn't get on board until like I get Excel for it, and then I'm fine now. Okay, we'll just do that. Okay, That's count fine. us out, because we're going to do our audacity, and you're going to do the other, right?
Yes. Okay. 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 Ready? Yes. One, two, three, go. Okay. And we're off. Most of us are. (laughs) Two out of three of us are off, which is not bad. (laughs) That's 75%. Oh my god. Yeah. My old computer is having a hard time. A a day of interruptions. And you know, 75% of us are here because 25% got interrupted. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. What do you We're running at a solid 75. And you know what? That's not that bad. (laughs) All around, really. Yeah. So do you want to introduce it? I'll introduce it because it's my book. Didn't I do this last time where I was like, this is the final discussion and it was yeah, only the beginning. So now yeah. it's really the final discussion for the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian by Sherman, Sherman Alexi. Yeah. There you go. Introduced. It's been a while since I read this book. I was just going to say like behind the curtain, nobody remembers because we read it months and months ago. <laughs> like really, well, we it remember, so but not bad. in a, yeah, not in a way that. It will do it justice. <laughs> it was a really, really fast read. It was. Yeah. It was a nice, yeah. This is what I like in books sometimes is when characters are, they're not good. They're not bad. They're just people. Mm. You know, they do things. Sometimes it's a mistake. Sometimes it's not. They've got layers or whatever. And I think a lot of the characters in this book were that. When he goes to the new school and Sony makes fun of him and then he goes and punches them or something. <laughs> is that what happened? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like, is, yeah. So at first you're like, oh, that person at the new school shouldn't be so mean. And then it turned out that he wasn't fully a bully. He was just being mean because sometimes kids are mean. And then they became friends. Yeah. Right. You thought it was going to be this thing. It didn't end up being a thing. And so you kept on like waiting for that bully to show their true colors and not really be his friend. But he was just his friend. He was just like, oh, we had this misunderstanding at the beginning and then we became friends. And it was fine. So I kind of like that. The book really kind of showed that people have preconceptions about others and that it's not necessarily the way things are. I really like that point that you're making. It kind of reminds me of, and uh, you guys will have to help me, maybe a point that Malcolm Gladwell makes in maybe whatever that last book, Talking to Strangers was, Talk to strangers. right? About friends and how nobody is like, oh, <gasps> It's like, look at friends to see these facial expressions, but like the facial expressions are nobody ever really actually makes them. And it makes me feel like how these people are neither good nor bad. They're just people in friends. It's like giant caricatures of emotions and stuff, right? It's kind of like really realistic, I guess, because I feel somehow like, like a whiff of shame for being a person that's expecting, oh, that's the bad guy. Oh, that's going to be the bully. Oh, like it's like so formulaic, right? And then this book does not follow the formula. It just follows more, I guess, truth, which is really cool. It's funny that you said this because so both of your points is basically what I said in my personal journal. I was like, oh, yeah. So that's kind of cool. So I think that the author does an amazing job of showing each character as a full, whole person, good, bad, middle, everything of their characters and that how movies and TV shows and books often are like, well, this is the bad guy and this is the good guy. And he does a really good job of showing that everybody is the good guy and the bad guy. Yeah, because people are complex. They're just the guy. Yes, and he did such a great job at it that almost every character has that. that. Like he did 
develop every character fully as a full human. Well, they really were full humans. Well, I think so, because it's based on his real life, right? But yeah. yeah, it's kind of fiction, nonfiction, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we right? talked about that not... last time. Yeah. I like that our points are reflecting your personal journal. And I also find that often that's the case. Sometimes even in my personal journal, don't give me the finger. That's very are disrespectful. You are you? <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Do you disagree, Sarah? <laughs> no. Just subtly. Sorry. Come on. <laughs> For the listener, Sarah was slipping me off. <laughs> Unintentionally, I hope. Uh, yeah. But we'll like, never God, Tell us how you really feel, Sarah. <laughs> Think deep. Sometimes I'll be afraid that the thing that I'm saying is way off or like even on that first episode way back when, when it was Women Who Run With The Wolves and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to read this and I hate it. Everyone's going to kick me out of the club. There was other people who felt similar or whatever. I really like that our podcasts, like they don't make themselves, right? Maybe Sarah's finger was psychic. (laughs) Don't you dare. (laughs) How some of the things that are unplanned but seem to go so well together. I really like that kind of magic piece of it. I don't know. It's almost like we've known each other for a long time and we're always going to say like we're humans and so we think similar thoughts and have pros and cons that we observe or whatever anyway yeah i like that too this is off topic but kind of on topic seeing as sarah gave me the finger i heard that the finger and i don't believe this but i'd like to throw it out here and this was on facebook so obviously like not factual (laughs) or potentially factual who knows right that Giving the middle finger, the history of it is that I can't remember what war, but at some point the enemy was going to cut off all of the middle fingers of the British because that was their plucking finger for like shooting a bow and arrow. And so the next time that they fought, nobody would be able to use their bows or whatever. And it was like this long-term strategy for dominance, but that group of people who I can't remember (laughs) ended up being beaten by the British. So the British would be like showing their middle finger, like, haha, you didn't get us because it was called plucking it was like pluck you and then plucking is hard to say so it got changed to f like though there's so no, many right i don't think so well first of all the in england part. this is fuck you yes so i then i was like well maybe but as i just said it back to you guys the thing that actually how would the british even know that was their plan to cut off their fingers and then now they're all like oh, we still have our fingers <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so that's the absolutely not true history of the of middle, the middle finger. finger. <laughs> Thing that really puts that story over the edge is saying the pluck part. And pluck. You're like, well, yeah. now I know you made it up because yeah. pluck like, you, and then PL yeah, and is hard, hard to, say. to say. Yes, no, because fuck's a real word and has been for a long time. And if you're gonna do, put your finger up to somebody and say that this is your penis, you're not gonna pick the smallest finger. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Fuck you. This is my dick. Yeah, I'm gonna put this <laughs> That's right what I never heard that one. What? I never thought this was a dick. I always assumed <laughs> if you're saying like, Wah. pick your biggest finger, because that's why some people go like this with it, like right up. <laughs> Isn't that when I, I always thought that what? as like my this- whole life? I didn't read it somewhere. That's just what I assumed this meant. This would be an example of how we actually differ. <laughs> We're not all the same. Because I never thought that before. I just assumed that from never. a young age. I love it. I love it. That's probably like, well, that the actual sense. history. 
is that like, yeah. fuck you. And here's the biggest digit I have. And people go like this. They do like the swooping action sometimes, right? But wouldn't it be more appropriate to be like this then? No fingers? Well, some like- people do that. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I don't know. That's oh, fantastic. Right. So what else about this book? Can we talk about the sister? Um, what was her name again? Rain, Raven. Her. Is it something like that? History, mystery. Like it was a unusual Mary, name. I think. Mary. She's like Runaway Mary or something. Runaway Mary or something like that. I'm like, right? it's Raven or Celestial. And you're like, it was Brenda. Brenda. <laughs> Brenda. I, had a, I, think it was, I can look it up. Can I look it up? I have you want book. me to? Um, I will go with Google and we'll see who's It's sad too. because she had a dream to be an author of romance novels, which is not a bad dream, oh, right? Yeah. Like she wanted to write books and like being an author's not easy and she, this is the one she wanted was one that was talking about fantasy and stuff right mary was... mary spirit yeah okay. see mary i thought so because she was like runaway right or something like that you know she was too embarrassed to tell people her dream, dream and then didn't do it and then when her brother was like i'm going to this other school then she kind of said well i'm going to do something which was nice but then she died tragically how did she die in, in a fire oh, her fire caught on fire with her and her husband and they died in it horrible oh but it was meaningful to him because that's the reason why he decided to go to that school because of yeah the sister right because of her wasted life yeah the teacher was like she was so smart and so great and then she lost her hope and he was like don't lose your hope yes that's another multifaceted thing right the tragedy is also the inspiration i also think that she wanted to be a romance novelist, but then she kind of, in a misinformed way, lived the romance. You know what I mean? Like, I ran away and now I live here. And like, because I think she reported that she liked her life. So she kind of like lived the dream, even though she didn't activate the dream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. She sent him an email that she's like happy and she loves Montana. And yeah, that was really sad. And then his dad's best friend died too. Here's the question. Do you think it would have been more sad? It's sad that she died because she finally decided to go. But then the fact that she went, I mean, maybe she wouldn't have died in the basement, but maybe she would have because she was obviously had some mental health problems or maybe she was depressed or whatever it was implied or said, you know, maybe she would have died either way, but then she got to live some of her dreams in a way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Again, it's tough because it's sad no matter what. Well, so is life, right? And I think that's bringing back to the same point of this book, right? Like nobody's good or bad. Her choices aren't all sad or all happy. You know, just because she gets out of the basement doesn't mean she gets the happy ending. And Mm -hmm. if she stayed in the basement, doesn't mean that she would have missed a happy ending. We don't know, obviously, but that's kind of the magic of this book is like, it's super realistic. So it's funny because we're so programmed as readers, we're kind of confused. Like, what does it all mean? But it's like, it doesn't mean anything. It's just what it is. It's just life, right? You know, so. real life. Yeah. yeah, Kind of cool. Yeah. And also he's seeing all of these people fade around him and so it kind of motivates him to go outside of the place where he is because he potentially has assigned staying in that place with kind of certain death you know although mary left but he doesn't see the opportunity because what is there's a whole hope conversation right these people that stay here give up hope they just stay and accept this for what it is this i guess being the res right 
it's that teacher, I think, that advises him, like, have hope, like, go outside and get bigger than this. So that's cool, too. It makes me think of the end with Rowdy, you know? His, is that his friend? Oh, cool. Yeah, or the whole relationship with Rowdy, really. But at the end, how he, this is a spoiler for anyone who hasn't finished the book, <laughs> how he was saying how he read that some Indigenous people, old Indigenous people were nomadic, and that he always knew that Junior was nomadic and that he'd always leave. He always knew it. And that just like send him postcards from wherever he goes. I know that lots of horrible things and tragedies happened in his life during this book, but that ending was like so satisfying for me. His repaired relationship with Rowdy after- Yeah, he was a good friend. Yeah. Right? He was a good friend I, in the I, way that he could be a good friend. Yeah, he right? was the best like, friend he could, he could be. Like he could be everything, but he was the best friend at the same time being himself. And so, of course, he was going to be upset when he was abandoned by his best friend, even though he knew, he said, I always knew you were going to go. You know, yeah, I like that. It's nice that he came back. You start the book being like, well, they're best friends. And then he's like, I don't want anything to do with you when he's gone. But when he comes back, he's like, well, yeah, we might as well just play. <laughs> what else are we going to do? Right? Yeah. Like, he was always still his friend, even though he had his you know, difficult, difficult feelings about the whole thing. Yeah, like he didn't hold the grudge. Yeah. 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 Which yeah, is the like ultimate that, but... friend move. Once again, he's, it's very absolutely true diary. Like it's very raw. How friends probably would react. They are rivals of basketball and he punched him in the face and he called them, sweared at him and whatever. But there was little moments where he would like email him or whatever. And you could tell they're still friends, but he's almost like, I'm not ready to forgive you yet for leaving yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I think that's more real. Where It's, it's just so like, hard okay, to put into words. Right. I can't. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. It's so hard to put words. Yeah, like he does a really good job of, again, when you go with the uh, binary understandings that we're used to, you know, oh, he punched him in the face, then they're not friends anymore. But it's not true. Like they still have a whole history of a lot of other times together that is friendship and they may move past this too. And even like he punched moment, him in the face because he loves him. Yeah. <laughs> don't be careful right? with that <laughs> but no true. but no because he was so hurt because they had so much emotionally invested and that's how his friend expressed himself with his that was his best he could do yeah it's not like he was so articulate that he could be like you've really hurt me all of our time to you know like he yeah, just has yeah. to be like pow <laughs> like that Ow. is how he says that my emotions are jumping out of my inside of my, my fist boom <laughs> <laughs> You know, that just made me think about the tree where they climbed that super tall tree. Oh, I, I love that too. I really like that, that part. I think we're doing a very good job of talking about a book that we don't remember. Really, <laughs> We started off being like, we don't know anything. And then we're, there's all sorts of things happening here. What I wanted to say about us talking about the real people, I think the, the thing about the book, I think we're trying to say is that the book doesn't have a moral. There's no moral to the story. It's just a story, right? That's the thing. It's like sometimes we're, especially in school, you like read a story and then you're picking it apart and like, what's the moral of the story? Even when you're a little kid, all stories are supposed to have morals like fairy tales or whatever. There's no moral to the story. There's just, it's a story. That's it. That's nice. I feel like there's a little bit, like we could probably pull something around hope, but also that just because you're bold enough or dare to have hope doesn't mean you're guaranteed the happy ending, but I think there's something maybe. But I feel like the point of the book wasn't to give you a moral. Yes. Right? It's more like to glimpse into uh, this character's life. And it's like a web of options for morals that never come. Right? Like the romance yeah. novelist. Oh, no. Psh, she, like that died. And oh, over here, there's this guy that's a bully. Oh, no, he's not. 
You're hoping for the happy ending for everybody. Yeah. And you're like, well. Or whatever the lesson is. Some of it's sad, some of it's happy. It's just, and it's not over <laughs> for most people. Think about the basketball game. He was the hero. He won the game. He beat, and then he realized he beat his whole community. And now everyone's going back to the res feeling defeated and bad about themselves again. And he's like, oh, I did that to my community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not really the hero. Right, so you don't even get that. Like, you did it. Oh, wait. What did you do? That's a good example. It's like an anti-moral. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really like that example. I like that part of the book, too, because I thought that really showed a really good example of an individualistic community versus like a uh, collective, a collective community. It was a really good contrast because everyone in the individualistic culture were like, you did it. They celebrated it. You're the one. Yeah. Yeah, you're the winner. You. And then the other side was like, oh, we all lost. They all felt the loss. And he's a part of that community. So he lost as well. Yeah. He lost even though he won. Yeah, he lost even though he won. When there's a winner, there's a loser. So like when you're celebrating all the winning, it's like, don't forget these guys are over here. (laughs) Pretty sad. Depending on, too, how much they had on the line. And you could argue that that community had a lot on the line. Like that might have been like one of the only ways that they can grab some esteem or, you know, because of winning that. Right. Yeah. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to take the hope from here and I'm leaving with it. Yeah. With my other team. Yeah. 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 Very oh, complicated. That was a good, mm. Yeah. It was yeah. a great book. It's tough <laughs> being a, a teenager, book. man. Because it's all about that too, right? Just like conflicted everything. Another part of the book. I, I knew that once we started talking, I'd remember it more. When his girlfriend asks him, are you poor? Can you not have any money? When he's like, no, I can, he's trying to do stuff and his buddy's like lending him money. They're like, it's okay. Just tell us. It's fine. Yeah. Cause then in your mind, cause you're used to all these teenage movies where they're like, oh, you're poor and now you're a loser. And her friend, their his friends are just like, okay, do you want to drive home? (laughs) Yeah. Can we give you a lift? Like you don't have to walk for three days. This isn't a trick. (laughs) We'll just give you a drive home. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop, but it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's navigating the difficult thing of like being a teenager and differences and fitting in and not fitting in. And, you know, yeah, we're just your friends. We'll just drive you home. We like you. This isn't a big setup. Again, some other teen movie that we've probably seen (laughs) where it's a big, long setup and then they're going to humiliate them at the end. That didn't happen. If you wanted to go good versus evil and like think about the whole like history of colonialism right? Then you're going to read this book and all the white people are going to be mean and bad and all of the indigenous people are going to be oppressed in whatever way. And so that example there, you know, if it was going to go stereotypes or the all or nothing point of view, then the white people would be like, oh, and you're poor and it's because you did it to yourself and we're not giving you a ride. You get enough rides from other people or whatever, right? So again, it's a little observation of it's not just black and white. Yeah. Yeah, the like book did, he... just did a really great job at not following that weird formula that isn't real life. It just went off the script and it made it so good. 
that's the thing is it does seem very real life and so when the title says like the absolutely true diary and then i found out it was kind of a fiction it's not absolutely true <laughs> right i was like well it's absolutely is maybe not the the word i felt misled by the word absolutely but in a way it's very fitting because it doesn't just follow the formula and just go with stereotypes the people are very like i love that that's what makes it absolutely layered. true. That's Even if it's it not true. a retelling of actual factual yeah, stories, yeah. it's absolutely true because it points out all of the facets that are people and relationships and experiences. Yeah. So I forgive you, Sherman, <laughs> for, for using that title. word. <laughs> I wasn't really angry, but at first I felt a little bit like, oh. <laughs> How could you say that? And these aren't real drawings from your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> like, you Maybe they absolutely are. True. Absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah. did we we don't rec we didn't like it's the last episode, right? So we should recommend oh, yeah. or not. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so I bet you the <laughs> listeners could guess what we might say based on this conversation. But let's just nail the point. Go home. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You want to go first, Broccoli? Uh, yes, I will go first. Thank you. I would recommend this book for lots of different reasons. I want to recommend it because I think it's important for us to expand our consumption of stories by different authors, right? Not just the most popular or the most published, right? I think we should find different points of views to read. And I think that this book represents a different point of view. I also like it for all of the things we already discussed because it's difficult to put into words. So I won't try because I'm just going to kind of babble on and not really get anywhere. But I do like it for all of the things we've discussed already. And I also liked it because I was able to read it with my son. I want to say like it bridged a gap, but it's not like necessarily a bridge gapper, but it was nice to share it with my son too and not just read it. So it's good as a grown up, you could just read it, but you can also read it with your kids barring age right you probably want to go to a, at least a preteen because there is some masturbation talk <laughs> so yeah, you have to be prepared to, to talk about yeah. that then, <laughs> yeah. uh, then don't yeah. read it with your children because <laughs> yeah. you're not prepared to have chapter talk. seven no i'm just kidding <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's true it's not chapter. we don't know if it's chapter seven yeah. so don't take her word for it yeah. <laughs> I think like, it's earlier, actually. So you'll probably hit it and be like, I thought it was chapter seven. <laughs> and then you'll feel misled, just like, like I know. I'll call it absolutely true. Mm -mm. <laughs> you, you want to go, go next? Or? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll okay. recommend it. I liked it a lot. And, and it was actually a pretty fast read. I wanted to know what was going to happen. It was funny, too. Yeah. You know, like there were some laugh yeah. out loud parts, which is nice. And the characters were very likable i think you're rooting for the characters in the, this book which yeah, is kind of all of them yeah all of them all mm -hmm. of them there is sad parts in the book but you know sometimes you read a sad book and it's just sad but this was sad and had humor at the same time which is nice so and like real life yeah yeah so i like that a lot i like the drawings the drawings added to it you don't get that a lot in like a novel uh sized book Oh, which was nice. So, I and they looked wanted... very much like drawings that like a teenager would draw when they're drawing pictures of themselves. And like, I've drawn pictures like that. Like when I was preteen, my friend and I would draw pictures of us being losers to each other or whatever, you know? 
it's just yeah. uh it's fun i forgot to mention that i like that this is known as a graphic novel which it was not if i wouldn't have called it a graphic novel if someone didn't call it that so i don't know if that falls under the absolutely true umbrella or not but um <laughs> if this is an option of what graphic novels could be like then i also like graphic novels because based on the last one it, like i didn't like the comic books format but i do like this format so just to build on mara's drawing point mm -hmm. so yes read this book so you're recommending it obviously. yeah you What's happening? That? Is that shocking? Are you shocked? Oh my gosh. Oh my I gosh. I can't believe that you hear it? recommended it. <laughs> no, no, we can't only hear you. We can only uh, see you be like, oh my gosh. So you recommend it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you recommend it? Oh my gosh. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said it no, first. I had, I had an alarm on my phone to remind oh, me. Oh, I didn't hear anything. And I was, okay, good. It was to remind you to go to the other one? Or are you running out of time? Yeah. Well, no, you better we tell us whether you like it or not. So I did like it, obviously. And I like that too. I like that it was a novel with graphics. I wouldn't call it a graphic novel either. I don't like the, the graphic novel makes me think of comic books. Yeah, like I that. almost I didn't think... pick it because it was a graphic yeah. novel. And the pictures added to the story so much. It helped with the humor. It helped understanding each of the characters, like when he drew his grandmother and stuff. It was nice. It added to it instead of, like, I wanted to stop and look at the pictures and read all the things. Like, I really like that. I also like that the way you read this book, you could understand how Junior was feeling in all these circumstances. It was really great, like, raw that way, too. It wasn't just... And it really made me relate, not relate, but like understand, like empathize with his situation, like truly, because the author did a really good job making you feel what he was feeling, maybe because of the pictures and the way he, the words he used and all that kind of stuff and the way he talked in his head. But anyway, I think it did a really great job with that too. Yeah, I agree. You could read this with your kids and I read my kids some of the book. I read them when the dog died though. Oof, that was a hard one to read. That's what I mean. There are oh so many things. God, and then the grandma died. About the dog. And then when the grandma died too, like there were so many parts that was just so sad. But you're right. There's so many parts that were hilarious, like funny. And like I laughed out loud. So yeah, it's, it's a really excellent book. And I would recommend it to anyone young or old, but probably yeah, preteen. Not if you don't want to deal with masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you're reading your kids a book or you're watching a show or a movie and something comes up that they're like, what is that? And you're like, oh no, we're going to talk about this now. Like you're watching a new story and something came up and then my kid's like, what is that? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell you about it, but I got to think about how we're going to talk about this. So, it was yeah. the, anyway, it doesn't, we don't have time. We don't have time to get into this new stories maybe in the recap you want to get in maybe because <laughs> <laughs> i have a whole I, when you guys were talking about your recommendations i was like oh i have a great thing to talk about but i'm also not going to <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's not it's your fault my, no, no, my computer I problem. blame you yeah. we'll blame technology <laughs> that's what we'll blame all right technology. super helpful technology making everything <laughs> easier like do you want me to go i'll go yeah <laughs> we don't have time for that kim right we gotta get right. to the season Sorry. recap exactly i can't believe this season's over i know right. yeah, spoiler alert what's coming up next season recap next episode <laughs> and i think that we've done a bit of a pendulum swing because how many books did we read this season six six, six? 
Okay. And how many books are we reading next season? 750. <laughs> yeah, I know. So many. A hundred? We might. <laughs> it, if we get a fan, it'll be nine. Wow. Challenge fans. Challenge bookies. Should we read oh, no, nine? We only, we only read five. We read five books this season. There you go. So we're like practically we're doubling it. If we're working yeah. with this 75% theory. Well, I've already <laughs> read one of them. So I'm like, yes, I did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to think about it, too. I've definitely read one of them. I don't think I've read any of the others. Anyway, it's exciting. Two. I've read two. two. I'll reread them, though, so I can remember. Eat, Pray, Love, I read... Like, years and years ago. Oh, long Like ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah, I think it was... Is it 20 years ago. old? 2005. We were like 20, 22, 25. Like, we were young. Yeah. <laughs> At the time of my life where I can measure thing in, things in decades. I and so when that. I can, I do it. <laughs> I you like, do it on purpose. I want to like measure things in days. Two decades ago. <laughs> two decades when ago. When I was just in my the prime of my life. <laughs> two decades in a fortnight. <laughs> okay. I'm totally going to start measuring my life in scores once I'm in my 60s. Four score. Scores. Two score ago. And I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go days. So I'm going to be like 37,000 days ago. <laughs> I learned. It, longer. it makes it sound longer, doesn't it? Yes. And, and I, I can't wait to be like, last century. <laughs> last century. We can we do that. I graduated high school last 1999. century. 1999. Yep. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. What the, year the, the world was going to end. Everyone's like, the world's going to end. I and never believed it. Midnight. I know. Yeah. But everything's going to blow up. Planes <laughs> will fall from the skies. Because of lazy programmers. Those yeah. lazy programmers <laughs> are ruining it for everyone. <laughs> I'm like, the computer doesn't know. It's just going to continue to count. <laughs> it's going to start <laughs> at 1900. Yeah, it's, it's just, just going to count back from zero. Years. But no, now the planes will fall from the skies. There were no planes in 1900. How will the motherboard work? Like, it was so crazy. <laughs> it, was such crazy. A, it was such a thing people could get on board with, though. I really love that. Like, yeah, what they call people it. Like, Y2K. 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 Wow. Like, what does that yeah. even mean? What year, was the Y for? Oh, year the year 2000. 2000. Right? Does that mean? In the year, it must, yeah. it must mean that. That Y2K. sounds so lame now. Well, it was so pretty cool. new back then. That's how they named everything. <laughs> right? Oh like my. graphics on cars or big like fluorescent swishes and stuff. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> looked like paint splatter was a thing people would yeah. put on their car. A graphic that looked like somebody splattered their car. Like somebody paint. threw a can of Ooh, paint at cool. the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd get the same thing on your pants. Like pants that look like there's, I have a pair oh, of shorts yeah. that look like paint splatter. <laughs> I forgot. And it was so those. cool. I still think that's kind of cool. A Y2K because you because you're a Y2K. Because <laughs> we grew up in the last century. Remember the last <laughs> century? Last century, everybody liked splattered paint on things. <laughs> totally, <was> so cool. <laughs> I think that's a good yeah. place to end it with a nice little giggle. All right. All right. See you on the next one. Right on. Catch you on the flip side. Maybe hey. I'll see you next time. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'll see you in <laughs> 45 minutes, Sarah. <laughs> Bye. Good luck, computer. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com.
Book interrupted. My interruption is our annual Christmas photo, which I love doing. However, it takes all day. And this year, I did a special haircut for the photo. And then I had to spend some time trying to rectify the haircut. Because it wasn't one that I wanted to wear all of the time. Not really my style. Book interrupted. It's book report time. We're going to find out from each member their final thoughts. And do they recommend the book? Let's listen. Okay. Let's see what's happening here. I'm attempting my book report for the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian. And I have a little secret to share with you. I don't remember the ending. I uh, read it so long ago that I'm just not sure anymore. I know that I read it with my son and we liked it. We enjoyed it. And I thought that the book itself is super funny and authentic. The the author writes in a voice that is believable. And I think that's obvious. Well, maybe it's not obvious, but it should be the way that it is because he based, I think, a lot of the stories on his own life, if I'm not mistaken. I think I read that somewhere too, but you know me and my memory. It is questionable at best. So I do definitely recommend the book, especially for young readers, because it was something that my son enjoyed and he is a young reader. So there you go. The only caution I have uh, in terms of how young is that this main character is either just into or well into masturbation. And so warning, if you're a parent who's not ready to talk about that with your child, maybe skip this book for a year or two. That's it. That's all I got to say. Two thumbs up. Yay! Hi everyone, this is Ashley's last personal journal. Going into the book, I was really excited because it's set place in an area that I know and I have friends that go to the area as well. So that was really cool because it felt like it was almost close to home. Now that I've finished the book, I had a hard time reading it when I first started because I just felt really sad for Indigenous people to read the bullying and the racism, the systemic oppression. It was just, it was really hard. But I think it brings to light some really good points on how the internalized racism, it's on both sides. You know, like it's Indigenous people against non-Indigenous people. It's non-Indigenous people against Indigenous people. And it can even be non-Indigenous against non-Indigenous, Indigenous against Indigenous. Sorry if that's hard to follow. But I think the book throughout the whole thing, it really pointed out how it's not perfect on either sides. And personally being raised non-Indigenous myself, even though I am Indigenous growing up, I felt some of the struggles that was going on in the book and hearing stories from some of my friends, there are still similar things that are happening. And this book is 30, 40 years ago, I think it was. I could be wrong on that, so please don't quote me. But yeah, overall, I think the book is a great insight to what Indigenous youth go through, like people being upset for him, Junior, getting off the res. 
that is very true to this day. You know, it can be very hard for families to let their Indigenous youth go and succeed in a traditionally colonized place. But it's also very beautiful. It's junior learning to navigate how he can exist in both worlds and how that looks because I think in modern times that's something that everyone is struggling with whether it's indigenous people or not especially when you're growing up you just want to fit in so badly it can be really hard to find your people and find your place you're learning that some of the things you learned growing up are not true and you're gonna have to figure out how to deal with that and you know so it's I think it was a really good read I would totally recommend this book to probably everyone I would love my nephews to read it because I don't think they really even understand intergenerational trauma or the colonization that's happened. So yeah, absolutely amazing book. I loved it. I picked up a a hard copy of the book at the library just so I could look at the pictures. That made it a lot more enjoyable personally. And yeah, I was at first really hesitant. It was hard for me to read and I was almost annoyed with junior being a little whiny. I think that's a theme I have is I get annoyed with the younger people. But anyways, this is going to ramble on. Yeah, love the book. It was an awesome pick. If you get a chance to read it, absolutely do. Can't wait to hear the podcast to hear what everyone else thought. So have a great day, guys. So I would recommend this book. I really liked it. I love the drawings that went along with the story. As I mentioned before, it's not a traditional graphic novel. It's more of a novel with pictures. I love the end so much. (laughs) This is a spoiler, so if you haven't finished the book, stop listening. I loved the end with Rowdy, how he said he knew he was nomadic and that he'd always leave and that, you know, they play basketball and they kind of resolve their differences. It shows the transition of him you know, choosing to go off the rat, but still ends up being friends with his friend, but how it isn't just instant. You know, they're kind of working on the relationship, even the rivalry when they were playing basketball together. So that was interesting. It was really sad, that basketball scene, actually, how he felt he was doing a personal win, but it really was a win over his community, which made him feel really guilty in the end. That shows the difference between living in a community culture versus an individualistic culture. So I think that really showed it really nicely, that basketball game. I just can't wait to talk to everyone else in the group. Anyway, I really enjoyed this book. I think it's great for any kid. Like I know the hit of masturbation in it, but I don't know why this was banned. This is perfect for a young teenager to really understand what it's like to be this kid. They really show junior going through a lot of stuff and racism and poverty and what it feels like to be him. And because he's such a kid, it's really innocent the way his mind works and thinks. It really puts you in someone else's shoes. It's brilliantly written that way. You really feel what Junior would feel like in that situation and what it feels like to be him. I think the author did an excellent job. Kim mentioned in our last group discussion how she thinks this would make an excellent film. I also think it would be a great film. He also does a really good job at, you know, the dance between someone who has alcohol and addiction problems, but how there's still love there. His parents still really love him, despite the fact that that his father's an alcoholic. 
oftentimes they don't show the duality of it in novels and movies and TV shows. Like this is the bad guy and this is the good guy. And <laughs> so I really like the complexity of the characters in his novel. He shows all sides of all the characters, the good, the bad, the in-between, and how they're all worthy of love and attention and to be seen. So I really like that about this novel. Anyway, so yes, I recommend this book. I think it's an excellent book. I don't think it should have been banned and looking forward to talking to the rest of the members of the group about it. What else do I have to say about the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian? Most of it was said in the group discussion. Something I want to say about the drawings. So the drawings in the book, so the novel, but does have drawings in it that are presented as sketches from the main character and just doodles. I really think that they added to some of the character's character development, not just the main character who's doing the sketching, but there's, for example, a drawing where he's showing his parents. If somebody had supported their dreams, I think that it says something like that. What my parents would become if someone had supported their dreams. And it gives us glimpse into who he knows his parents are like to the core if they had been given free reign to do what their calling was. There was little things like that that added to the story. In a way, it makes you think, wouldn't it be nice if most books had little drawings? I guess it wouldn't actually go with every book, but this one, it really worked out. I also found out that Sherman Alexi has some songs out there. I think it's related to another book or a play. <laughs> I should just look it up. I'll be back. Okay, I'm back. I did the smallest amount of research and now I have some information I can give you. So Sherman Alexi wrote another book called Reservation Blues. And in the book, I think it's about a blues band. There's a lot of songs in the book. Later on, he got together with a musician named Jim Boyd and they've actually made an album of the music from Reservation Blues. I found this out while I was looking for songs for the playlist. As you may or may not know, the members of Book Interrupted make a playlist to go along with each of the books that we read. And so I picked the title track from that album called Reservation Blues for that playlist. Anyway, the album is pretty good. I listened to it on whatever music streaming service. So maybe you want to check that out. But now I'm also wondering, maybe I want to check out another one of Sherman Alexie's books because I really enjoy this one. Anyway, till next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Can't get enough of the Book Interrupted crew? There's a YouTube channel for that. You guessed it. Book Interrupted YouTube channel has a bunch of extra footage to explore. You can see behind the scenes of making a Book Interrupted or just listen to one of our playlists. You can also find all episodes, sneak peeks, and silly videos featuring the Book Interrupted members. If you like what you see, give us a like and subscribe so we can stay connected and share more. Book Interrupted YouTube channel. Filling the void between episodes. Book interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.